This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is none other than Derek Roddenbeck. He is an artist and he's looking to increase his revenue. If you want your chance to enter and to win 100 bucks each Monday on the show, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Guys, little CEO weapon for you. I hate going back and forth via email to set up a meeting time. You know, you gotta send 12, 13 emails, go between your inbox and your calendar. It's a pain in the butt. I started using nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant, totally free, which I loved. I reached out to the founders and said, you should pay me five grand. I'll make you a sponsor on the podcast. They did. I'll tell you more about the tool and how I negotiated the deal later on in the episode. But for now, check it out. nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant, totally free. Nathan Latka here. This is episode 462. And coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Steli FD. He's the CEO of Close.io, and they're doing over 200 grand in monthly recurring revenue, have more than 500 customers, a minimum ARPU of 400 bucks. He gets into the details, and he says at the end he won't sell even for 40 million bucks. Why? Good morning, folks. Nathan Lacka here. Our guest today is Chris Kerner. He is a lifelong serial entrepreneur, 29-year-old father of four uh, small kids and founder of LCD Cycle. He's a former motivational speaker and won Alabama's Entrepreneur of the Year Award. His company supplies wireless repair shops with wholesale parts and also recycles broken iPhone screens. Chris, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right, very cool. So you're 29, four kids. How are you doing a business and being a father at the same time? I'm Mormon, man. I mean, that's just what we do. <laughs> we turn them out. You Mormons are freaking machines, man. <laughs> Very cool. Right. So tell us more about the business. What year did you found it in? So I founded it on January 2nd, 2013. Okay, 2013. Uh, yeah, basically. So if I back up a little bit, my I, I opened a, like a smartphone repair shop when I was in college at the University of Alabama. That was in 2010 when I was a senior, and mm -hmm. um, we quickly grew that to about three locations, and then I ended up selling it to a competitor. For how much? I wanted to stay in. I uh, sold it. Well, it's kind of embarrassing. You sure you want to hear it, dude? It's the mo you know no one ever talks about this because they feel like if they don't sell for like a hundred million bucks, they can't talk about it. Every entrepreneur, even Elon Musk, his first sale is like for embarrass an embarrassing amount. It's like 10k, something ridiculous. All right, all right. So it was kind of a, a weird situation because they had a shop and I had three. And so there was two partners on their side and then just me on my side. And so they basically took my stores, my branding, my name, my URL, and then they added theirs to the pot. And they abandoned their name and brand and they took on mine. And then they gave me like 30 grand and we basically split up the equity 33, 33, 33. Yeah, it's great. So it was kind of a little bit of cash, a little bit of equity, and then they also popped in their, uh, their location as well. So it was more of a merger than an acquisition. Got it. Cool, good. Okay, so how, walk us through how you make money. I'm on your website right now, lcdcycle.com. It says, have you shopped with us before? I click no. Then I see a map with four or five locations. Walk me through what's going on here. Yeah, so those are distribution centers. Um, we started in Huntsville, Alabama, 
And then we quickly realized that it was really easy for us to acquire customers within a one-day shipping radius. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Amazon has eight or nine distribution centers. Um, so we, I moved to Dallas. Personally, I moved my family to Dallas. We opened a new distribution center just to see if you know we could get customers more easily in the Texas market, and we were. So we ended up opening Michigan and Orlando, and uh, we ran those for about a year and a half. And we kind of planned the locations, took on a bunch of new customers, and then just a few months ago, we ended up closing Orlando and Michigan. Um, we kept the customers, closed the locations, and I would just service them out of Dallas and Huntsville. So, and you're, so we actually and, only have Huntsville and Dallas open right now. Yeah, just to, I, maybe I'm wrong here. I don't want people to get confused and think you're you're like kind of a food truck for, for iPhone repairs. You're actually servicing the repair shops with with goods. Is that right? Yeah, it's all B to B. There's about thirteen thousand repair shops, and we we supply them parts. Got it. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so so walk us through. This is always an embarrassing number. What was your first year revenue back in 2013? Actually, so this number isn't as embarrassing as the one I already gave you. I was actually <laughs> kind of proud of this number. Um, so first, we opened on January 2nd. So 2013 was a full year. We did 2.1 million that year. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. 2.1 million. Okay, good. And um, and what did you do in 2015? We did 20. Okay, so I skipped a year. So we did 2.1, and then 2014. That was 2013. 2014, we did 4.8, and then uh-huh. last year in 2015, we did 8.8. That's great. And so, what's driving a lot of the? Oh, sorry, you said 8.8, right? Yes. And what's driving most of this growth? Is it just more distribution channels hearing about you or what? You know, it's 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 kind of old fashioned. We just we get on the phone and we cold call the heck out of people. Mm-hmm. Just cold calling nonstop. We, well, first the, what we first did was just scrape data. We um, we went online and we literally spent months just scraping every single repair shop in the nation. How? What resources then, were you using? So I actually use this tool and I don't use it anymore, but it's great. It's called Places Scout. Okay. You can also use it for SEO, but it's kind of a lead gen tool. And it, at the time, it was a program you actually downloaded. Now it's all web based. Um, so we used Place Scout. We scraped everything, and then I just kind of wrote a script. I hired some VAs. The VAs did all the cold calling at first, and now it's all in house. But um, yeah, I mean, I launched the whole business on VAs and, and a script and a, and a spreadsheet. Basically. That's great. So, so 8.8 million top line. Okay, your biggest mm-hmm. cost, I imagine, are the actual goods. What's gross margin typically? Um, our gross margin percentage is like 31%. Okay, is that average? Right? Is that good so, or bad? That, I mean, it's it's good for wholesale, you know, because if you look at other wholesale companies, their net margin would be like 2 or 3%, mm-hmm. right? Like Costco, they're happy if they get 2%, right? Net margin, but, right? So, yeah, right. So our gross margin is about 32 and net um, is about 8%. So we did about... 800 grand on 8.8 million yep. last year. Yep, that's great. And what do you, uh, what's your team size? We, there's 12 of us. Okay, and are you all, where are you all based in Huntsville or Dallas? About half and half. Okay, and are you, so getting started in this business, obviously you had a little bit of cash, but not a ton. Are you guys self-funded or have you raised capital? So we're self-funded, it's, it's kind of a mix. So we started, um, I took that 30 grand from you know the merger sale or whatever, and I literally, Four days later, I wired all of it to China on just a hope and a prayer that I would get some parts back. Oh my gosh! And so it kind of just went, you know, went all in. I got parts back, and then I, you know, went to Shopify, started a website, and started calling people. So we started with thirty grand, but you know, we quickly ran out of that. Um, I actually asked a family friend for some money. He gave me fifty grand. I ran out of that, and then um, I had another family friend that co-signed on a line of, a line of credit. Are these loans at fifty k? Was that a loan or did you get equity? It was a loan. It was just a loan, and it's since been paid back. And then, um, so I've never given out equity for for, uh, for debt. So you, you still know, own 100%, 100%, you still own 100% of the business? 
Uh, yeah. Well, That's great. I've given away some to some key employees. Um, so yeah. Okay, but I mean, we're talking like less than ten percent total, right? Total about 25. Oh, 25. Okay, good. So that's great. You have a nice yeah. kind of equity equity pool. That's that's healthy. And then give us a sense. Yeah. You give us a sense in terms of revenue, but in terms of like total volume of parts you've shipped or sold, what's the total volume over all four or five years? So within almost four years, and we have we just eclipsed our millionth part sold. Wow, that's unbelievable. Um, okay, yeah. So, so it's it's kind of cool to think that there are, there are a million iPhones out there in the United States that we've touched in some form or fashion mm -hmm. yeah and what is the average i mean is it just i'm looking at the site right now is it is it mostly screens that you're shipping mostly yeah we do you know we've got a few hundred SKUs, but i mean 80 70 80 percent of what we sell are screens okay so what's the average price point you're selling to the repair shop at um about 35 dollars, and that depends right because the iphone 7 comes out and the screen is like 200 bucks but you know, mostly what we're selling is six success plus stuff, and that's around thirty or forty bucks. Okay, and is it so fair right to say, now it's about thirty-five, but that's pretty fluid. Okay, is it fair to say then, with a thirty-two percent gross margin, you're spending about eleven dollars on the material, the raw material for that? No, um, yeah, we're spending like we sell a screen for about thirty-two bucks. We're spending about twenty-three, twenty-four on it. Okay, so your gross margin is actually lower than thirty-two percent. Yeah, um, or higher. Sorry, wait. Is it higher? No, lower. Yeah. Look at it. Well, what are hard? So let's just yeah. go down the math real quick. So thirty-two bucks is what you sell it for. You spend twenty-three on the materials. So how, what would you? Is there something else I'm missing in terms of doing the gross margin calculation? I guess gross margin. You're just looking at cost of goods sold, right? Well, I'm more interested Mark's not right in how now. I look at it. How do you look at it? How are you looking at it? So yeah. So basically, we're looking at we're trying to mark up all of our parts in that price range about forty percent. Right. Got it. And then after that, we're going to take out all the all the salaries and the wages and everything else. Got it. Okay. So your target is maybe thirty-two to or or forty percent. Right. Got right. it. And then and then is the eight percent net margin is that actual from historical twenty fifteen data or is that your target? That's actual. That's actual. So twenty fourteen okay. was more like six percent. So we Got were it. able to increase that last year. That's great. Okay. Cool. Um, and where are you getting most of the uh, supplies from? It's all coming from Shenzhen, China. That's where everything is made. <laughs> it's crazy. So you're not like, you don't own yeah, a manufacturing plant where you're processing like old screens and melting them into new ones or any crazy stuff like that. Well, we do that um, with partners in Shenzhen. That's hence the name LCD Cycle. Uh -huh. So that's this whole second line of our revenue is, um, so we'll sell them all their new parts. And then let's say a repair shop fixes 20 screens in a day. They'll put all those broken screens in a box and then we'll buy them from them. Right? Got it. We'll buy the broken screens and then we'll ship them off to our partners in Shenzhen and they will actually like melt off the broken glass and clean it and then put on new glass, new flex cables and then ship them back as refurbished units. Okay. But if I look at your balance sheet, I'm not going to see a huge line of like hard, like like depreciating assets, like machinery and tools no, and all that. Absolutely not. Got it. No, yeah. You we, partner we for that. We don't get into all that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes great sense. Um, what do you think you'll do in 2016? Total revenue, top line. You know. You know, we're actually, we kind of shrunk a little bit this year. We're actually looking to do about six and a half this year. Okay. So is it cyclical? Like if a new phone launches, will you see a spike that year? Not necessarily because new, I, I mean, iPhones are most of what we do. And, you know, a new iPhone comes out every fall. Um, the reason for our high top line number last year was because there was such an incredible shortage in the market that the average price of screens went from like 25 to $65. 
And so our top line just went through the roof, whereas the number of actual units sold was pretty steady. Right? Got it. So this year we're actually going to sell more units, but we're going to have less top line revenue. So it's not going to look as good on a balance sheet. It's very much like a commodity but, almost, like how soy you know, will go up and down. It is. It really is. It's not an unlimited market, in other words. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Supply is not unlimited. Um, interesting. And then reminding it, how many unique repair shops are you working with? Have you sold at least you know $10 worth to? Unique, probably about 700 to 800. And how do you, me- I mean, do you measure things like reorder rate? And if so, what is it? Um, we The reorder rate we get is north of 80%. Okay. Because what it's does that all mean? recurring. You know, these, the P- our customers are going to spend about three to $6,000 a month on parts, either from us or from a competitor. So once we have a customer, you know, we can spend a thousand bucks to acquire a customer because, yep. you know, we're going to get four grand a month out of them. And how, uh, and they should stick around for six months or so. I was going to say, so average. the reorder rate 80%, what does that mean? That they, they reorder once per month for at least a year? That just means it's a customer that's not just ordering once, right? A customer that's ordering at least twice is over 80%. Got it. So right? 80% of your customers for, order for twice. Customer, yes. Yes, and for that customer, they're staying an average of six months. I see. Got it. Very cool. You mentioned customer acquisition costs. You can spend up to a grand. What are you spending that money on? Um, just employees. We're just you know old-fashioned cold calling. Um, we really don't do a lot of SEO or SEM. We, we've tried it in the past, but really it just gave us a lot of customers that was you know Joe the plumber trying to fix his wife's iPhone screen. That's so funny. And it wasn't really you know we can't really target the shops, but. Yep. Yeah, with a lot of old-fashioned stuff. Would you um, would you ever consider raising money or selling the business? Well, I actually did raise money. It's kind of a funny story. I raised a million bucks last year uh-huh. from a VC firm in Birmingham, and um, <laughs> they took so long to actually you know come to the table with the term sheet that by the time they did, I really didn't need the money anymore. We kind of worked through our cash flow issues, so I ended up turning it down. That's so um, funny. But so I don't think I will. You know we. I'm glad I didn't in retrospect. I could have because it was there. You know, it's there for almost anyone with a business, but nowadays. But um, I'm if, glad I didn't. If uh, so I mean, would, you, would you ever sell it? I would. Absolutely, yeah. What's the great, what would be a great exit for you? What kind of company would buy you? <sighs> Maybe a bigger competitor um, or even like more of like a, like a wireless accessories distributor, like a 50 or $60 million company. Like Radio Shack or something? There are a lot of distributors out there. I don't know. Something like that. And yeah. then how does a business like yours get valued? Is it on is it on free cash flow and some multiple on that, or is it on top line or what? It would be a multiple of the of the cash flow. Yeah, multiple. Ca- what is it typically like two, three x, one x? Um, it would be two or three x if it was kind of stagnant. I think at the growth we've seen, it's closer. From what I've heard from VCs, um, it would be closer to four to six x. Okay, so if you're if you're if you're have like an eight percent you know margin, a net margin on six point five top line, so you're taking about six hundred grand and multiplying that times four. So you do buy the business somewhere between two point four and three million ish. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, interesting. Very cool. Well, hey Chris, if people want to follow you while you keep building this business, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Probably Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/cj Kerner. Folks, unlike many other horrible marketers that only care about their big email lists, I actually like meeting with people in person when I'm in their towns. But the thing I hate most is trying to schedule meeting times. We go back and forth in one email thread 13, 14 times trying to find a time. But I started using this interesting little tool and now it only takes me two or three emails to confirm these meetings. It's called NathanLacka.com forward slash assistant. And it allows me to schedule these meetings with one click all 
staying inside of my inbox. I don't have to open another browser window and go to my uh, calendar anymore, right? So it's saving me loads of time and it's built by one of Salesforce's number one app exchange partners called Cirrus Insights. I actually went out because I want to see if this thing was real. I went out and met these guys in their Irvine, California office a few weeks ago. Great guys, really sharp, very smart, love Brandon, love Ryan, and they gave me all their revenue numbers back in episode 226 on the top. So use this tool for meetings. It's saving me time at nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Perfect. Top tribe. We will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 462. Again, forward slash the top 462. All right, Chris, it is time for the Famous Five. These are rapid fire questions and answers. You ready? Let's do it. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, I'd say Delivering Happiness by Tony Heist and Zappo CEO. Yeah, you're, so you're, you're ready for these. How many episodes did you tell me that you listened, that you've listened to, the, to the show before we started? Well, see, I drove to, I took my family to the beach to Destin uh, last week, and uh-huh. I probably listened to 20 to 30 on the way out and 20 <laughs> to 30 on the way back. So That's so funny. I'm right. a pro, man. That, I'm a pro. That's good, man. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Elon Musk. Yep, that's like the, yeah. that's, a, that's the go-to. Number three. I, w- I want to be like unique and say someone obscure, but I mean, he's just the best. Yep. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Um, I use Flipboard. Okay. Um, just in my news aggregator, it keeps me up to date on everything I'm interested in. Um, number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? I do not. No, no. And I that's, try, but I don't. You said you had four little ones, and how old are you, 29? I'm 29, yeah, the kids are six and under, four Ooh. kids. Six and under. Unbelievable. So last question, yeah. take us back nine years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, you know, I'd probably tell myself to appreciate the haters I used to stress out over them everyone you know talking crap about what I was doing and the risks I was taking but they're the what you know propelled me to do what I did and I tried to prove them wrong you know to a large extent at work so yeah I should have stopped stressing out about it and appreciated them more folks there you have it appreciate your haters from Chris Kerner with lcdcycle.com over a million units sold over the past several years in business started in 2013 did over 8.8 million in 2015 with his team of 12 healthy net margins between 6 and 9% working with over 700 individual repair shops all around the world and potentially or country all around the country so Chris thank you for taking us to the top hey you there (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just said thanks for taking us to the top. Oh, sorry about that. I hope I didn't screw it up. But you broke up for a second. No, you're good to go. I'll, I'll just repeat that one more time so so we can uh, have the editing folks do it. But I said, listen, guys, love your haters from Chris at LCDCycle.com. You're going to have a million units shipped, self-funded, founded in 2013 with healthy net margins between 6 and 8%. Did over $8.8 million in 2015 with his team of 12 
uh, all around the country, serving over 700 individual repair shops. Chris, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Nathan. If you enjoyed Michael today, go back and listen to George yesterday. His company will do $2 million this year and it helps people get rid of all their paper. It's 50 years old as well. The company is AMI Paperless. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.